BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Ryan Griffin got married in California, and I wanted to blend in with the California people. I was like, hey, I'm going to get a mustache, and got a lot of compliments. And, you know, I don't usually get compliments on my facial hair because I I can't really grow great facial hair. So uh, I just reverted back to the mustache. I got a couple bachelor parties coming up for my friends, so I figured the stash would be a pretty cool play for those. Cameron Bray, that is an awesome stash. I think he would more likely blend in on the set of a Western. Kind of looked like Val Kilmer that was in some yeah. Western, right? right. Didn't when, that, like, Tombstone? Was that, said, it? Yeah, that it? Yeah, right. Yeah, I think I think you're right. When he said he went out to San Francisco for a wedding, I was like, did you go out there and, like, mine for gold, too? That's what he looked like to me, too, right? <laughs> the guy with, like, the pick over his shoulder, like, you know, like, I ho, like, he's going to go, like, boom, boom, and do that. That's what he looked like a little bit. <laughs> I don't think they sing the Seven Dwarfs song. No, I know. I figured they. Yeah, right. I, I didn't have a song to hum there. The, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's good. I I I look. No I can't chance. do it. I can't pull it off. No. And the the days have come and gone. What will happen is our hiatus is coming in four weeks or so, and there may be a stretch where I skip a day, I skip a day, and then I get that look from my wife like, your face is white. It's entirely white. Like you've got white hair. You you could be Santa Claus if you let well, it go. Let's see it. Please go shave. Let's see. Now, it. I don't want to do it. It I might don't be do nice. It. We get good like hiatus Twitter interaction halfway through. Like, hey, I'm still here, I, and uh, now everybody make fun of me for a few weeks before I come back to work. I can only do it for like four days, and then I get to the point where it's itchy, it's hot, especially in the summertime. It gets itchy, it gets hot, and I just can't take it anymore. And it's just like, it feels so good to shave it off. Yeah, I hear that. I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I can't do any of it either. And, and when mine gets scruffy, my wife will even be like, oh, I like it. You look cute with it scruffy. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But I, I'm like, I can't take it once it gets like that. I just, it gets itchy. And you're right, it's annoying. But like, let me ask you this. And maybe I'm wrong about this. And maybe, you know, <clears throat> everybody in the back can chime Say in on this. Yes. Has, has like, Facial hair become more popular in the last two or three years than ever before in our lifetime? I don't think 
It that, has, yes. The, the, the control see? room says yes. I mean, yes. the beards, the mustache. I go to the gym. I see guys with the most perfectly manicure, manicured mustache, and all they do is look – or beards, and all they do is they do a set of curls or bench, and then they go and look and make sure their hair's perfect and it's still all perfect. And it's just like I don't remember seeing that from grown-ups when I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember like back in the seventies, here comes the piano. There was a lot of crazy wild yeah, right. I've facial hair. Yeah, right. And and I've noticed some like unkempt like the Cooper Cup unkempt ZZ top beard seems weird to me. If you're gonna have it, I would like to think you would at least manicure it like a hedge. You know, like don't just let it grow wild. Like it's it, Cooper Cup seems seems strange to me, but I mean, my kid's had a beard since he was 14, and he still got it. <laughs> I love it. And, uh, I, I, and it, it, he, he, he's been able to grow a better beard than I've ever been able to grow in my entire life since he was 14 years old. I feel anyway. like James Harden and LeBron James started it. <clears throat> that would be that's where I feel like it started. You know, James would like fear the beard, right, and all that. I think that was him. And then LeBron went that way, and it just feels like. Everybody got obsessed with it for a while and is still obsessed. And now we're moving on to the, the mustache phase, which, which isn't good. I don't, I don't really ever look at a human being and go, man, he looks better with the mustache. It's very rare. Magnum PI comes to, uh, to, to, to mind. Like, okay, good-looking guy, mustache. But more times or not, I go, oh, that guy looks better without it than, than with. Burt Reynolds. Burt yeah, Reynolds, come that's on. that's another one. Mike exactly Frances's right. pal, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, but, but it, it, think, about, think about that awakening. When you're a kid, pre-mustache, you've lived your whole life without the hair over your lip, and then all of a sudden it grows in, and you're like, damn. I look better this way. You're right. It's a very small percentage. And I, a quick story before I rattle off a couple of other things before we get to the news today because yeah. it's just one of those days. Like yesterday was one of those days. But I went to a Catholic high school with a strict no facial hair policy. Now, my son went to a Catholic high school in town that did not have a no facial hair policy. But where I went, yes. So what happens was... The summer after we graduated, everybody decides they're going to try to grow a mustache. And they were the most pathetic, cheesiest, ridiculous mustaches that, hey, we finally can grow mustaches, so we're going to do it because yeah. we can. Right, right. And we didn't even try the beard because it was so patchy. It's so like, let's just go with the mustache. We know the hair is going to grow over the lips. So we had mustache club that summer, and it was, uh, it, it was not good. It was ugly. <laughs> Speaking of fashion choices... I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Did you just like wake up late or something? Did you just have a black t-shirt? Is there not even a pocket on that thing? Did no. you just pull over a black no. undershirt? It's a little bit of a designer t-shirt. And I was just like, you know what? It's nice up here today. And you're right. I never really do this, but I was like, I kind of was like getting dressed. I started, I, you know, I, I get like halfway dressed. I get the, you know, I get my. My my undershirt on, my underwear, my pants on, and then I get breakfast I don't need ready. any more details. All right. That. Well, then yeah. I came back in and I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna wear like a t-shirt today and like kind of be comfortable. So I pulled this out, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It feels good though. I, I, I don't know what you were crazy. going for. Yeah. I don't know what you were going for, but I, I would say the meathead Steve Jobs thing kind of works a little bit. Okay, good. Kind of. I'll t I'll take that. I'll take that. But by the way, by the way. 
the romper room stuff from yesterday, it, it opened up a whole new universe of email correspondence. It I'm gave sure. me an idea of of the demographics of back our in your day. All they all came it out. Resonated. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it resonated with a lot of people who right. watched the show. Right, and. The people whose names I rattled off yesterday were very excited because they were specifically mentioned because they were the only ones in the world who have those names. And right. my wife and I were talking about it last night because it was perfect, perfect bookend. We do the the best NFL names. You know, you actually feel bad for the kids out there in the 70s and the 80s when they were actually televising romper room who have unusual names because you ain't ever going to hear your name get seriously, called seriously hey general booty sorry but but miss sally isn't gonna say i see general out there <laughs> yeah, it's right. just not gonna happen right. it's they'd not they'd happening. probably get sued they'd probably get sued this day and age and get canceled they'd be like you haven't said johnny in four months we're suing you and canceling you <laughs> I don't know if you saw the clip I sent to the show thread yesterday, but I found on YouTube a, a romper room where at the end the romper room lady pulls up the mirror and she just she rattles off like a hundred names. She said Michael twice. Wow. Twice. Yep. How dare you? Two There's Michaels only one Michael and it's me, romper room lady. You cannot have a second Michael. But she was all over the place. I think that they may have had extra time and she was just trying to fill. I know that feeling. Not very often because usually it's the opposite. We're, we're out of time and we've done all the filling at the beginning of the show like now talking about nonsense. But, yeah, I, I sent a clip yesterday of the romper room lady and there were two Michaels. And I was very disappointed because there's only supposed to be one yep. and it's only supposed to be me. Yep, she How dare you? you? How dare you? Yep. Romper room lady of the past. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Tough. Deal with it. I, romper room, I wasn't even really aware. I've used, like, the phrase romper room every now and then. Like, the kids are going, like, what is this, romper room? And I don't even know what the hell it means, but I've said it because I hear people, I've heard people say it when I was growing up. But I don't think I really realized that was such a popular show with your generation. I I had forgotten much about it. It was just basically a kindergarten that they put on TV. It was a kindergarten class. And, you know, it's good preparation for little kids that are getting ready to go to school. You get an idea of what it's going to be like. And I remember watching it. I mean, I don't remember anything other than the magic mirror part, but, but uh, you know, and, and it, 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 you put the kid in front of the TV and you, you keep them occupied for a little bit so they're not running around the house doing all sorts of crap. The, the football name draft also was very popular. And, and uh, I, you tweeted – the graphic from it. Yeah. I tweeted it. I, there's some interesting names that we had not included. If you find the tweets that we posted, you can scroll down them and see some good ones. Uh, Webster Slaughter was one that kept coming yeah, up. Right. Uh, Scott Studwell. How list. dare we? Oh, man. How yeah, dare we right. not mention Scott Studwell? Yeah. That I felt bad about that. Um, uh, there were some other really, really good ones. And most of them are serious. Usually when we do something like this, Booby Clark, I remember him. I got his football cards from the 70s. But usually when we do something like this, there's some like over-the-top sarcastic efforts. But these were all, from what I noticed, very oh, legitimate. Debrickashaw Ferguson was right. one. Rocky that, Blair. That, or Blyer. Blyer, excuse maybe. me. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you're right. Yes, yeah, it definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did. It did. It got, it got some uh, traction or got people involved, which is always good. Even, one, even Aunt one, Wendy was texting me names last night still. At like 7.30, and I was like, the draft's over. It's a great name, but yeah, the draft's over. <laughs> we failed with Chuck Bednarik. That's a failure. Uh, That's yeah, a miss. Right. 
and and one guy, and I remember when he was in college, thinking what a great name it was. He didn't play long in the NFL, but several people on Twitter pointed out Michael Stonebreaker from Notre Dame, who played for like the Bears for maybe a year or yeah, two. Right. But but I remember what an awesome name that was back in the that was like a late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, I think window, so. I exactly think. right. Right. Yeah, no, it, it is. It, I, I think there's probably even more if we dug in deeper to some names where we'd go, oh, man, there's a lot of good football names. It's funny how it translates like that sometimes where, you know, there's just meaning in the name and it just sounds tough and they end up being a tough football player. There was a receiver for the Vikings named Buster Rhymes and Buster Rhymes, the rap hip hop artist, was inspired by. Buster Rhymes, the football. That's he stole that. I didn't name. know that. He stole that name. Wow. He took that name and he churned. He changed Buster to Busta, and it's Busta Rhymes. Yeah, that's he, it. And he that's, busted. I already the knew that. I already knew that before. Look at yesterday. you. Look at you all cool was, and romping. Oh, room. oh, one last thing. One last thing. I did not know this. Jack Youngblood, Jim Youngblood. Good tidbit from here. the Rams in the late seventies with their full name on the back of the jersey. Jack Youngblood, we showed the photo yesterday. That was from a Bengals-Rams game in 1984, September. The Rams won that game. Unrelated. Jack and Jim Youngblood, unrelated. That's amazing. I had no idea. I had no idea that Jack and Jim Youngblood were unrelated. It was just a coincidence. And think about it. In all these years of football, is there another Youngblood other than Jack and Jim? Not that and I they ended up on the right, same damn right. team at the same damn time? Uh, it, it is. It's crazy. It, it is. It's not. A, it's a rare last name. And when you said it yesterday, the brothers, you was, I was like, you know what? I forgot about that. Yeah, there was another Youngblood on the team. And then you sent a, t- you know, a text of a few hours later going, they're not even – they're not even related. That, that was a shocker. That really was. Had no clue about that one. So that was my day on Tuesday. Emails about Romper Room. Emails pointing out that Jim and Jack Youngblood not related. And input on other great names from the present and the past in the NFL that we left out. So I had a productive day, uh, ultimately doing nothing other than responding to and reading those emails. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Tom Brady had another productive day. A video emerged. Let's let's this this apparently comes from an in-house documentary that the Buccaneers did on their 2021 season. And there was an interesting clip about Tom Brady and how he always blocks out the noise except of course when he doesn't. Have a look. The Buccaneers, one of the things they had on their side last year was luck. They just got very fortunate. They were very healthy going down the stretch and into the playoffs. Now, here we are a year later, and it looks like the opposite. I'm wondering how much Leftwich is going to have to change the identity of this offense. To stick with Brady for a second, he has this particular game once a year. You just can kind of see he's mentally figured out it's not going to happen for me today. And at this point, he's been so successful at everything he's done. Is he becoming a bad sport? I just look at the TV and I go like this. You guys, you TV. You 
block out the noise because none of it matters. What we do is get back to what we did all year. Still not perfect, but football is not a game of perfect. I mean, we always expect to be at our best. We had a tough loss. You ignore what they think and you just move on, man. You fight for another day. Now, look, if I'm TV, I say, what did I do? Well, I, I'm just the messenger. He says, F you TV. <laughs> I'm just a TV. I, I'm just a TV. I'm I'm going to broadcast whatever channel you put me on. If it's Romper Room, you're going to see Romper Room. If it's if it's one of the shows that you want to block out the noise, then that's what you're going to see. And that that's this just underscores what we've talked about many times over the years, Chris. They act like they ignore us, and they don't. They don't want to give us the satisfaction, so they say they block out the noise and they don't listen. And that is bullcrap. They do listen. They're obsessed. It's human nature. What are people saying about me? If only I could know what they were saying about me. Oh, wait, there's a way for me to know what they're saying about me. It's called TV, radio, internet, podcast. I can find out what they're saying about me. These guys all have big egos. They're the guys who are in the mirror making sure their mustache still looks tight after doing a set of curls. Yeah, they want to know what people say. They want to reserve the right to act like they don't. But you know damn well they do, Chris. A hundred percent. It's it's almost, it's really this day and age kind of hard to avoid altogether. You can't just avoid it completely. It, you really can't. You no, know, you know, I mean, it, it, like guy like Brady, yeah, it, it, he definitely listens to the noise. We've seen that. You know, we whether the way he reacts to somebody on the field or, I mean, hey, I, I believe it was last year or the year before I made his Instagram, one of his videos about, like, people talking, you know, noise about him. Uh, and I was on there like, he's not the best quarterback in football anymore. So he does use it for motivation. Does it go, like, above and beyond to distract? I think that's where he goes. There's, like, is a fine line of acknowledging what's being said out there. All right, I will say that. And then maybe using it as a little fuel, but not carrying it around all the time because that's when it can get detrimental. So I do think there is a little bit of both that you can have here as a quarterback, but to just say totally blocked out, like that, that's, that's I guess, not the right phrase uh, that I would use. I remember in 2007 when the Patriots were undefeated and the Steelers were coming to town yes, in December right. and there Anthony Smith, right. then of the Steelers, made the mistake of chirping. Yep. about the Steelers potentially beating the Patriots, whatever it was that he said, and what happened. After one of the touchdowns, Brady runs down there and gets in his, his face. face. Right. So, right. The, and, and look, to the extent, especially if you are maniacal about winning, to the extent that you can find anything that will get your fire going or intensify sure. that inferno, you use it. I, I would imagine that the infrastructure in the Patriots organization was there to make sure that Tom Brady was aware of what Anthony Smith said. You've said many times before they thought Wes Wilker played better when he was pissed off, so they'd look for ways to piss him off, no find doubt. anything that anyone said yeah. about him to get him pissed off. That was a you know how to stoke those fires. It's part of coaching. Yes, it's right. part of coaching. It's right. not just getting in their face and saying, do a better job, you suck. It's finding ways to press their buttons and get them going. A hundred percent. Yeah, all that noise. So I, I just think it's funny, especially since Tom Brady is going to be making thirty-five million a year, thirty-seven and a half million a year. What is now it? doing? Yeah, this, thirty-seven right. and a half million a year to be part of the noise. 
for him to act like he ignores the noise. I just I always think it's funny when someone tries to do that because it's predictable and it's a lie. I, it is. You have to be not human. You have to be not human to avoid to truly avoid and ignore the things that are being said well that's where i i, I kind of like brady in the fact that he does listen to the noise a little bit and you know, he is you know has a clue about what's going on in society you know i i like that about tom brady i like his chippiness too i love the double middle finger at the tv and and saying uh, that. you almost did it i know well it. but I, it is and and you're you're right i mean hey coaches if they're smart they play that angle a little bit really in a lot of good locker rooms like probably that 20 uh, 2007 patriots locker room probably didn't even worry belichick probably didn't even have to do it because they had some guys in there that were edgy and chippy anyways so they'll just bring it to the locker room by themselves and start saying what whoever's saying in there so I respect that of Brett Brady I really do but I will say this there's a part though like I was saying and I, I hope I made sense with it where I think Brady has found the fine line to kind of what you were saying of okay use it as motivation use it as fire but when it comes time to now I'm getting ready to go out on the field he can block it out and now focus on what he's got to do. Like, oh, here's the checks, here's the plays. Okay, I got to tell this guy, this guy on this play and remind this guy of that. And that's where I think he's trying to convey that. So, uh, but yeah, I don't think blocking it out is the right phrase. Blocking it out to me is scary. When I hear a guy that's too blocked out, I think of like Carson Wentz in Philadelphia a few years ago. Remember we had that conversation? He was clueless. He didn't even know like Doc Rivers was signed by the 76ers. And it's like, what? Yeah, you're 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 too blocked out, Carson Wentz. You got to be, you know, in the fabric of the city a little bit and know what's going on. And that's where I think Brady has found the the fine line or the right approach there. And and I think that the sweet spot would go something like this: you seek that out for motivation during the mundane aspects exactly. of the week, right? The right. workouts, the meetings, right? The film study, sure. The extra time with your iPad or your tablet studying the game plan. All the stuff that that isn't playing the game, that doesn't naturally have the adrenaline. So you use the criticism then to get you locked in and focused and do everything you're supposed to do. Stay properly hydrated. Get enough sleep. Do all that. Got to do all the things I need to do. I'm pissed off. I'm going to do all the things I need to do. And then you set it aside Friday or Saturday and you focus on the task at hand. I think that's a way to get the best I, of both I, that's worlds. That's what I think you're right. right. You, let it, you let it stoke your fire, right. and then you set it aside so it doesn't make you so emotional and so obsessed that it becomes a problem. Now, we say that, but what happened during that game against the Steelers in 2007? He got in Anthony Smith's face. He didn't yeah. forget about it yeah. once, the game, once the game was in hand. By the way... I don't know why I stopped you from doing the double barrel middle fingers. We have been. I know. We ha- if We've you haven't noticed, this, this isn't Rumper Room, <laughs> folks. And, and I was on with Dan Patrick yesterday because he's on after us here on Peacock. Yeah. But his radio show is also on 275-plus over-the-air stations. So he's FCC regulated. He can't get away with that. And we were joking about it. And I said, you know, we're letting these things fly and nobody's saying anything to us. So we're just going to keep doing it. And he said that when he used to do sports center with Keith Oberman, 
they would let a few fly from time to time just to see if the bosses were paying attention. And they ultimately came to the conclusion that the bosses weren't watching. So they'd say whatever the hell they wanted to say. <laughs> so, I, I, I can remember them, you know, dancing that fine line, those two a little bit. I do. That, I mean, that was the two best sports center anchors ever. So that was amazing. But yeah, sorry, I didn't keep going. No, no, but this yeah. is the point. I mean, yeah. I don't know why I stopped you from doing the double bell middle finger. I mean, let's, 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 I guess we test this until we get, I, I kind of expect, we dropped three S bombs yesterday. I kind of expected to hear something. I know. What's the over under? I know. Before we, we, you know, do we just have to come out and go S bomb over and over and over again? Is that when we get, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. want to find I out. Feel, I, it's it's I don't like know. my podcast, Kristen, I let them fly Kristen. everywhere. And poor Kristen, who's in the back room right now, has to, you know, manage it a little bit when we, yeah. you know, post it or whatever. Uh, she's probably talking to us right now. Like, would these two shut up and stop? Don't swear because we probably make right. her life a little bit more complicated. There are many streaming platforms out there, including Peacock, all of which you will find contain profanity and, and other things that require parental warning. Tom Brady will be the subject of an event that undoubtedly will include some salty language. He is both the executive producer and the first subject of what they are calling the greatest roasts of all time or groat. Okay. Um, look, I, I don't, maybe, maybe it'd be the funniest thing we've ever seen. You know, if you do a roast the right way, it is funny. I, I don't know who's going to be involved in the roast of Tom Brady. That's going to go a long way toward determining how funny it is or isn't, what kind of material they are fed yeah. or what they come up with. That will go a long way toward determining what is or isn't funny. Please don't let Rob Gronkowski anywhere near the microphone. He did a roast of David Ortiz several years ago that they were going to put on NESN in the Boston area, and they couldn't use it because in part of the stuff he said, cancelable stuff from Gronk six years ago, five years ago. So a part of me really wants Gronk involved, and part of me says, God, no, please don't give Gronk a microphone. But that's coming after the season. They're going to tape it after the season. There's going to be a roast of Tom Brady, and it's the first of, I don't know who they're going to move to next, but they're starting with Tom Brady, and he's an executive producer, which means anytime you see executive producer for something like that, that that means more big money for Tom yeah, as he tries to build up enough to go buy a team, they can be funny. Like, what are the old roasts like back in the day, right? Like in the seventies, where they used to like roast people. Dean Martin, yes, I Dean mean, Martin. I, listen, when they're on, you know, Direct TV, what is it, Channel Two Hundred Three? Every now and then, they're trying to get you to buy the Time Life roast of Dean Martin's and all those. It is funny. I, it is. I still sit there and watch it. I love that Brady is like. Kind of, you know, out there a lot more than he used to be. There's no question. You know, it is cool. I will say this, though. Let me just ask you this. Because this is, I feel like we're going a little bit into a rare territory with one of the, you know, four biggest stars in the in sports in the history of our country, right? I mean, I, I think I'm. it's official to put Brady in that that category of Muhammad Ali, Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan as, as the top four in, in the sports as far as this country. High, pra- high praise from a guy who hates Tom Brady. I know, right, right. Yes, I hate him. I know, I get it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but, so but, but what I also would say is I feel like this is the first time where one of these type of guys, maybe, maybe, all right, and we're not there yet, but I do feel like we're going there, and I've heard you make some comments a little bit here and there too, and I've heard a lot of other people, and that's why I'm saying it, like, I would worry about oversaturation just a little bit. I really would. 
I, I it, it, because Michael Jordan was the man, and then we didn't really when it, he got away. You, oh, there was a Nike commercial he's on, or a Coke commercial, Whoa. and that was it. But everywhere you look, people are buying those Jordan shoes. That's something Brady's never going to have. That's never going to get. Never going to have an iconic brand no. attached to anything. He's trying. He got started way too late. Yes. He's trying with his clothing line, but it's too late. It's never going to be what the Jordan brand has become. No. But he's been. I. I but like Jordan wasn't thrusting himself and in the, the public eye, right. I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, yeah. Yeah, but he still he still shows up in commercials. Yes. You still see him. But he's not but he's doing not his not own everywhere. Netflix roasts, and he's right. not putting Instagram videos out all the time and doing things that are driven by him to put him out there. That's where I just find I it different, and I'm not I'm – not, I know people are going to go, oh, he's being a – hey, Brady, sure, great. But now he's also, like we talked about last week, going to be on our TV 23 weeks a year, too. And just, you know, it'll be interesting to see where it goes because there are people, uh, I know a lot of people that are like, damn, I'm about at my lifetime limit of Tom Brady. Uh, I, yeah. So you're, you're, you're talking to one of those people. Well, so, I mean, there you go. <laughs> I, I think there is people like that. Some people are like, oh, wow, this is awesome. I love it. And I love to see this side of it. But I know just as many people that are like, man, this is this is 21 years now, and he's being thrusted in our face even more now than ever. And that, that's where I just find it to be an interesting little experiment as we go here. Fireworks, parades, and Tom Brady. Three things I have reached my lifetime limit of. <laughs> um, and, and also, like, he's got this movie with Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, Sally Field, where they play this group of of aging fans that – want to go see the Patriots in a Super Bowl. And he's, I think he's the executive producer of that too. Yeah, he's going to so be a star I mean. in that that's movie. So saying. it's yeah. movie, it's TV, it's Fox, it's everywhere. It's the ESPN, it does get to the point. Net, uh, Under Armour, in, in the arena. It's, you know, that's, that's all I'm bringing up, you know. I still don't know anybody that watched that. I'm sorry, Tom. I don't know any, no, there was no, I know. And then this is, and, and this is part of the noise that he blocks out. He's probably saying F U Peacock right now, if he's even remotely aware of what we're discussing. But I think that he believed that the man in the arena would be another last dance. Well, you put it on ESPN, maybe. You put it on ESPN Plus. No, and I know he has planned, oh, but the numbers are going up, and that's just, fine. But I don't know. There was no buzz. None. I monitor this stuff all the time. And if there had been buzz, I could have created content for PFT. We could have talked about it here. The man in the arena created zero buzz. He's still in the arena. It's it's hard. The only – you're right. The only buzz it created was that apparently Shefty and Jeff Darlington – got wind of his intended retirement because the final episode of the man in the arena included him saying, I'm done playing football. And that's where that all came from. Gotcha. So that's the only buzz that the man in the arena created. And Hey, here's the, here's the reality. If you're going to be Tom Brady and you're going to be swinging the bat at all these different things, not all of them are going to be successful. Sure. Not all of them are going to be what you expected them to be. And we, we've just spent 20 minutes talking about the way Tom Brady is. What's going to happen is, People saying, oh, that didn't work out very well. It's going to piss him off, and it's going to make him more determined for the next thing to be successful. And then he's going to run up and get in somebody's face at some awards show and yell at him like he yelled at Anthony Smith. Well, well just hopefully he doesn't. Maybe not, hopefully, but it would yeah. be great if he does. I would. Hopefully he doesn't slap him like Will Smith. Uh, that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's true. Because he's, that's he's true. opened up a can of worms of just like it's it's an issue, and I knew it would Don't be, be like Will Smith yeah. in how you interact with the next Anthony Smith. <laughs> that's um, right. That's right. But it, it is it – is, uh, 
different. You know, yeah, man in the arena compared to the last dance. Well, yeah, there's a difference there. Even though we're putting them on the Mount Rushmore there, that, that was 25 years ago. We were thirsty for, you know, the Jordan story, let alone, you know, you weren't allowed into some of those stories at the time. And I just feel like with, you know, now with the social media and everything, we know so many of the stories. Oh, and absolutely. Think about it. As it unfolded, right. we didn't know what was going on. Exactly right. The things in sports now play out in real time. Right. There's never going to be another documentary as compelling as The Last Dance yeah. because for any of the dynasties or great careers that happen, we know or at least have access to everything we would want to know as it happens. Same thing with the series about the Lakers that HBO yeah, didn't call it right. Showtime because right. of Showtime, so they got to call it Winning Time, which I think is so stupid. It, it is. just should have called it's a the great damn show. thing Showtime. It's your right. show. But, but in the 80s, you, there's no way yeah, to know what's know. going on. Right. You didn't know. Right. Now you know. Yes. It's, 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 you're exactly right. You know, you're, you're, oh, you know what? There's one more they could do. What? There's one more they could do. What? They could do one on the Cowboys of the 90s. Oh, definitely. They could do that. Oh, definitely. They're, 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 they're be, they're be, uh, I mean, that, I, that'd be really interesting. That'd be right. Cause yeah. I've heard some stories about that team there. <laughs> that would be really fun to watch. They'd have to put that on HBO for sure. Hey, That's for sure. Hey, <laughs> Jeff Perlman's book, Showtime, was the basis for winning time. Right. And he, he wrote Boys Will Be Boys. Back 2008-2009 time frame, that 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 if I'm Jeff Perlman and I'm looking to yeah to ride the wave right. from Showtime slash Winning Time, I'm talking to HBO or Showtime or Peacock or ESPN Plus or whoever about Boys Will Be Boys. Uh, they really should that, get that going. That would be the, yes. That would be. Maybe as compelling as as the Lakers thing. I think we're on to something there. I mean, because you're you're like, I'd love to see one of those with the '80s 49ers or the, even the 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 bad boy Pistons at the end of the '80s and all of that. There, How about the Bears from that's from what I mean. To sure, right? Yes, I I think there's some some wiggle room there to put that on. Where yes, we're there's going to be a lot that we don't know really that went on you know behind the scenes then. All right, well, let's quit our jobs and become let's start TV being executive producers, <laughs> developers, right. because that's how you get the money. Executive producer of a TV show like that that gets picked up by a Netflix or something, that's how you make the real money, the Tom Brady money that he keeps finding more and more ways to make. Back to your original point, I mean, he's done everything but put out an album. When, yeah, when's right, right. when's the Tom Brady album coming? Where he, you know, like Terry Bradshaw or Dion Sanders, coming this he holiday I'm season, become Mike. a musical artist. <laughs> yeah, thank funny. God he can't sing because let me tell you, if he could sing, the son of a bitch would do it. I'm telling you, if he could sing, he would do it. And I mean that in a loving and respectful way. But he would do it. He would do it if he could sing. It's almost he like he was shoved in the closet for 18 years and had all these emotions and thoughts and like. Just, damn, I've been locking away my personality because he does have a great personality. He does. It, it's, I'm, it's great that everybody is getting to see that. That's one thing I've known about Tom Brady for a long time. He's amazing charisma, of course, amazing people skills. He's funny. He's humble. Uh, so all of that I respect. Yeah, th there's some insecurity, sure, but he doesn't, you know, we, we, we can dance down that lane every now and then, whatever. But either way, yes. Uh, I feel like it's like it's almost a makeup from being locked away in, in Belichickville for so long. And now he's like, oh, my gosh, this is great to open my mouth and be me and not have to worry.
And he needs somebody to rein him in a little bit. That's our point. I think it's, so. It, right. it's, he's running the risk of Tom Brady overload. I, I would agree. Um, yeah, I would agree. But, 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 but. But I mean, here yeah, we are. Yeah, but he's still killing a, it, and we're talking on right a, on a mid to late May morning. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you. And look, I I've, I knew the moment that they came back and beat the Falcons in Super Bowl Fifty One that that was when he entered another the rarefied level. air. Yeah. That's when he became greatest quarterback of all time, maybe greatest NFL player of all time, and that was where and it was five freaking years ago. I started saying then he's now in that Michael Jordan phase where you better go see him play while you can. Yeah. He's anywhere near you, driving distance, short flight, wherever, get a ticket and go see him play. And that's that's where he's been. And so, look, I, I wanted to keep playing. I appreciate it. I think he can play beyond 45. I can, he can yeah. we talked about it. He can play. He, can play until, he could play until he's 50 if he wanted to. His arm people will be think there. He's gonna, people think he's going to Fox next year. That that deal isn't going anywhere, and oh, I suspect look at that these they. They're, they're I rifles. suspect that 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 contract is written in a way that gives him full flexibility to decide when the ten-year period starts, and and there, there's he he can he he can play as long as he wants. He's not going to put any limit on how long he can play, or some artificial limit in a in a Fox contract, and I want him to keep playing. I've said before I want Aaron Rodgers to play until he's 60. I'll take Tom Brady until he's 60. I'll settle for 50. I mean, the, the, these are some of the great quarterbacks of all time who are still getting it done. Yeah. And, you know, we set aside all the other stuff. We can appreciate the fact that there's a brilliance there, Definitely. that competitive drive, Definitely. the FUTV stuff, all right. the stuff that gets him motivated. It's hard to keep doing it year in and year out. I remember when, you know, when he retired, um, and and just the way that it all worked. Yeah. And, I mean, he it's no one's ever done this before. No. No one's ever played at this level so deep into their life that they know what to do and how do you balance family when your family is maturing before your eyes and your career is still going. Like for most professional athletes, yeah. you hit the natural ending point. You never have to get into these issues and he's yeah. found a way to he's found a way he's found a balance. He's found a balance. All it took was being home for Four or five weeks, and yeah. his wife's saying, "Can you, will you get out of here? Out of yeah, here? yeah, you're out of balance. Find something to do." I, um, yeah. So it's, I think it's great. I think it's great, and it's it's inspirational. To say, look, I mean, we can be critical that he, but but it's a fair. And we're not I being critical. We were just bringing up a point. I think. I, I think this, that there's. Yeah. I think that he needs somebody to tell fine him. Fine line. You can you can be overexposed. Yes, and you can start alienating people just because. Oh God! Here he is. Oh yeah, Will I this know. guy ever like yeah. just? I've had enough. I, I I've had enough. I think there is yes, right. There's. I think there is. I mean, again, you just look at anything on social media, or sometimes an article you write about him, and you can see, you know, if you see a hundred comments, you see twenty, twenty-five that are like that for sure. Um, but it it is interesting, and you're right. I mean, listen, I'm a guy that sat sat here and over the last year have changed, uh, and and do believe Brady Brady is the goat. I do. I mean, it, it, it's because... The goat of what, though? Quarterbacks, NFL players, or no. all athletes? Well, this is where I want to get into, because this is where I think it's an interesting conversation. Go to quarterbacks, sure, yes. No doubt about it. And But where it's different to me, and I think the hard time, or I had a hard time coming around to it. I mean, we know he's got, you know, you know all the hardware and the most more pelts on the horse than anybody, for sure. All right, so that's awesome. But unlike Muhammad Ali or Babe Ruth, or Michael Jordan, all the, the guys that are up there with him, 
they were the physically best at their sport, right? There was a time where you went, nobody is physically better. Muhammad Ali's hands are so damn quick and his feet are so quick and he had a good chin that he was the best in the sport. There was nobody that doubted not only did he have the brains and you know the toughness, but the physical ability. Jordan, at his best, absolutely the physically best player we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. And then Babe Ruth was hitting more home runs than the rest of the league combined. So that just tells you. The, where the, the Brady thing is different is kind of what you were saying. It's this consistent top three, top five quarterback in football for 22 years. And the last few years in Tampa, especially, you know, aggressive throws, winning games, going for it, not worried about, I threw three interceptions in the NFC Championship game and then crawl into a hole, make a, crawl, crawl into a hole, make a big throw, you know, in the fourth quarter into a tight window to put the game away. To me, you know, that's where Rodgers misses a little bit. But I also, with Brady, and I'm sorry to talk here, but just like his, his absolute best to me is still not, the as good as the absolute best a Manning and Aaron Rodgers or a John Elway had. And that's where it's a little different. And I, I'm just talking here because we're sports guys. No, you're and, right. You know, listen, yeah, listen. Yeah. It's 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 the Emmett Smith dynamic. A little bit you're right. That's a good one to use. Right. You know, right. Emmett Smith was never the jaw dropping, oh crap. Barry Sanders. Yes. Right. Walter there wasn't Payton in the one, prime the, AP. Right, right. right. But he just kept going yeah. and going and going through any and all adversity, any and all injury. He kept going until he was the king of the mountain. And was there ever a time where Emmett Smith just jumps off your TV screen as having legendary skills? No, but he did it better, longer than anyone else. Yes. And that I think that's what – and. And Emmett had three. Tom Brady's got seven. Yeah, that that's you bring all that together. The longevity, right? The championship pedigree, right? And the fact that he's forty, he's going to be forty-five in a couple of months. Yeah, and it's just so funny that he retired. Now we know. I think as we get farther removed from the retirement, I'd like to think that people with common sense and logic and an ability to be remotely objective, we're going to understand that it wasn't retirement. Yeah. It was an effort to get away from the Buccaneers. And I know that this really pisses off Buccaneers fans and in turn Dolphins fans because they're all in with Tua. But that's what it was. He wanted to go to a different team. Yes. And if he just hadn't signed the extension in 21, he would have been a free agent and he could have gone to another team. But he was in. They had him in. They had him in a box. Credit to the Buccaneers. They they had him in a box, and they weren't letting him out. No. And I I, I thought they would. I thought they would, but they weren't letting that asset go because they knew if this guy plays, if we can if we can push his buttons the right way and get him to play, we got a full stadium this year. When otherwise it's going to be crickets for Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask or whoever else they would have brought in. <laughs> I just wonder if they would have let him go with the Miami thing. You know, again. I'm still one that thinks there was even maybe a wiggling to go to Fort San Francisco, as we've talked about before. I, I, you know, we discussed that. I, I still think it's odd that you know the 49ers and Shanahan wasn't at the combine and just happened to be that Tom Brady was down the road at that time. So and they hire his, his uh, former teammate Brian Greasy to be the quarterback. Exactly. Coach, so I could see same week. I could see like Tampa not being cool with that. Like you're not going to the 49ers. We're gonna have to play in the NFC Championship game. That ain't happening. 
So I do wonder, though, if the Brian Flores thing happened and all of that, if they would have let it go, as I discussed before. And, I, and maybe I've misspoke a little bit here with this, you know, but, but I, there was talks of this. It was way down the road, as you talked about, and it was my understanding that they needed an answer because they wanted to get into the maybe into the quarterback market if they knew he wasn't going to play. And uh, that's what made the decision happen maybe a wow. little bit more, you know, hastily after that. What happened was when he retires, the Miami thing is happening. It's happening. Yes. Right. So wh- whatever was going to go down, they'd already crossed that bridge. I know you've heard second round pick. I know that it was going to be a first round pick in 2023 for Sean Payton. It was happening. And then it doesn't happen because of Brian Flores. That's when Tom Brady has to go back and reevaluate and figure out what he's going to do. Right. And that may be when it became obvious to him, okay, I'm not going to find an easy path to another team. The Buccaneers, he didn't want to see. I thought, I thought it was to his benefit to let the Buccaneers move on. If the Buccaneers had traded for Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield and they have a big financial commitment to some other guy, then if you're Tom Brady and you say, oh, okay, I'm coming back, they're going to say, oh, God, no, we've moved on, like the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers after Brett Favre left. So I thought he'd play that out, but I didn't but, think he wanted to take that risk. Yes. I didn't think he wanted to take that risk. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, because he knows that, damn, the Bucs are that's still one of the handful of teams that they got the talent to go to the Super Bowl here. I can't just let that go. You know, and, and, and one of the things I will say where I want to correct myself for Jason Light or anybody out there in Tampa Bay, um, because I know I got some pushback from Rick Stroud, the great writer in Tampa, where I had kind of brought up at one point the name Deshaun Watson, right? And I was kind of just using it as an example to say they were getting in the quarterback market. And that's not – I didn't have any knowledge or no, knew anything about Deshaun Watson in Tampa, and I want to make that clear. And I don't think – from what I know, Tampa did not try to pursue him, all right, at all. So I'd like to clear that up for sure. But either way – You're not the only one that said it, though. I know, I know. There. But I don't want to – I like the Bucks. I like the Bucks. I know Jason Light. I, want, I don't want them to think I'm trying to, you know, throw shade out there or, or make them look bad or anything like that. Uh, so I, I did want to correct that part. I think the other factor, too, Tom knew I better come back before they put the schedule together. Mm. Yeah. Or I'm not, I'm not, my brand is going to suffer. I'm not going to be in prime time five times if I wait too long. And they admitted the schedule makers did. They went back and started over again yeah. with Tom Brady and retired. They're trying to maximize their assets. And, right. and that's why, Chris, to bring it back to would the Buccaneers have let him go to Miami? I think yes, because I think at some point, 345 Park Avenue gets involved to make sure that Tom Brady is going to Miami and playing football. We want Tom Brady on that wall. We need him on that wall. This guy wants to play in the NFL. He's our biggest attraction. One of them, if not the biggest attraction. Hell yes, Tampa Bay. And and I I was saying back at the time, it's an easy argument for Tom Brady to make. Hey, I did the extension last year to help you guys under the salary cap. Right, right. I did a two-year contract. I've been here two years. I did a one-year extension for cap purposes. Come on. Let me go. I let's think work this would've. out. Take I what you can would've. get and let's yes, go. Right. I, again, as, as I've been led to believe by people that are very much in the know, that, the, 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 yes, a lot of that was in it the was works. happening. Yes. It, folks. Well, they're all known. Everybody on, will figure it out and realize, on. you know. It was season happening. Starts. Yes. Brian Flores' lawsuit is what kept it from happening but for that lawsuit 
Tom Brady gets announced the following week as a minority owner of the Dolphins. Not long after that, Sean Payton becomes the head coach. And at some point after that, Tom Brady becomes the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. It was happening. And you can, you can, you can say FUTV or laptop or cell phone, not that any of those instruments are guilty in this regard. You're, you're mad at us. You can be mad all you want. It was happening. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I know when we've really gone off the rails, when I look at the outline we share and I see giant blocks of topics just crossed out by Courtney, like, oh, got to throw that out of the balloon, got to throw that out of the balloon, got to throw that out of the balloon. So uh, we're going to take a break and regroup and we'll figure out what the hell we're going to do for the rest of the show when PFT Live continues right after this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 